She was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up? Welcome to the From Here It's Potable podcast, the first episode of the From Here It's Potable podcast brought to you by RedRaiderSports.com. I'm Taylor Beatles. We will be joined, as always, by Brandon Solis. Just going to be us two today talking about tech football, tech basketball, uh, the NBA, and random other stuff that comes up in between. Um, So let's get into it. Welcome in to the first episode of the From Here It's Potable podcast. We got Brandon Solis with me, the editor, do-it-all man <laughs> for RedRaiderSports.com. Brandon, nice to have you here. Thanks for having me, Taylor. I'm excited for this. Uh, first off, love the name whenever you pitched it. I mean, From Here It's Possible, From Here It's Potable. That's right. Works great. Did yes. you kind of just think of that on the, on the fly? I did. I was, I was going through lists of names because I... I forget content. I uh-huh. just wanted a good name, and uh, I thought about it all day. Thought about. I even did like my shower. Th- I even <laughs> put a podcast or the radio on in the shower. I was like, I'm gonna think of a name. Got out of the shower, got on my phone, of course, like a normal person, yeah. and I got an email from Tech saying, "From here, it's possible." And then it just popped into my head. That's a moment. Possible sounds like potable. (laughs) So from here, it's potable was born. But yeah, I mean, this is just going to be a a weekly deal. At least, you know, maybe we we go a little more during football season when we we actually have sports to talk about. Um, But it's not just going to be tech stuff. I mean, we'll hopefully be able to talk about interesting things from all over the map, all over the sports world, all over the world in general. Um, so, you know, it's just pretty relaxed, um, and we'll see where it takes us. So, anyway, glad that you're here again. Yeah. And uh, first things first, the topic on the board now that we don't really have anything else to talk about is uh, Matt Wells. Does he Matt suck? Wells. Yes or no? Or I, yes yeah. or yes is more like the question on the board. That's a blunt question, and that's how they are on Red Raider Sports. Yes. So, uh, if you're talking, I know you're a former, co- former coach. Uh, yes. Former teacher. Yes. yes. English teacher. Yeah, English teacher. Yeah. Yes. So, you have, have to hand out those grades. I know you have something me and you discussed. Yeah. You want to talk about that there. But uh, going in, you know, obviously, new head coach. Um, what was it? Yeah, Tuberville, then Kingsbury. Now we're here. Um, Kingsbury obviously getting promoted. Both coaches got from. Everybody seems like to get promoted. I mean, Tuberville's about to. What's he just won the runoff? And, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how it works. It was something. At first, I thought he won the Senate seat, but I think he just won, <laughs> he won the, the the chance the, to win yeah, the Senate seat. Like almost like the primary, like the primary for the Republican right. side. That's and, right. Yes. Which yeah. he should win. I'm imagining he's going to win. Honestly, which would be crazy. <laughs> it is in Alabama. There's no telling. Exactly. So I'm imagining Senator Tuberville, NFL head coach. Cliff Kingsbury. That's right. And then you got head coach Matt Wells from Utah State. From here, it's possible. From here, it's possible. That's right. From here, it's potable. That's right. Podcast. Year one, does he suck? Does he not suck? I don't think he sucks. I don't <laughs> think right, he so Like you said, letter grade. Letter, yes, We're yes, doing this back. letter grade. I'm a former teacher. Let's stick to the plan here. C plus. Okay. C, that, C so plus. he passes. C's he passes. get degrees. Yeah, exactly. So C's get degrees, didn't get you a bowl game, but barely. By two games. Two of which you should have won because you should have beat Baylor. Obviously, that was a whole fluke, and that was kind of out of your control. In your control was the Kansas game, but that's just a 
Joe Coleman. You hate to see it happen to him. I hate bringing it up because I know everybody's going to kind of reminisce towards that. On the road, Les Miles first. Maybe it was just kind of meant to be for them. Whatever. We're moving past it. C plus. I think he he worked with a backup quarterback. Um, he worked with obviously guys that he didn't recruit. He knew some of the guys. I mean, he had Jamarcus Ingram come in. He knew him, and he recruited. Uh, I know Yost recruited Bowman before. Yost recruited. Uh, I think he recruited Maverick. I could be wrong on that, but I know he he had his he had his hand kind of yeah. everywhere. And he's one. Of, he was one of those OCs that was on the rise, and you know, and he landed at Utah State in a good in a good job in a good spot with Matt Wells. Obviously, they're here now. Uh, I give him a C plus though, Taylor. I don't know. Are you gonna? Are you gonna knock him down a little lower? I I am. Okay. I I'm I'm gonna give him a D. Oh, okay. Whole letter. Uh, okay. And, and this um and I I love. I mean, I'm a Matt Wells fan. I'm okay. a Matt Wells supporter. Uh, but I, I think he would give himself maybe worse than a D. Okay. Um, and maybe it's just the former coach in me knowing, you know, how hard he would be on himself. Mm-hmm. But there were mistakes made. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. And if you weren't expecting mistakes made, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You have unrealistic expectations. When you go from, you know, coaching in the Mountain West to coaching in the Big 12, you are, there's going to be some growing pains. And mm-hmm. we saw that last year. I mean, to me, you know, and, and it's been beaten to death on the board, but starting Tyner was a mistake. Would it yes. have mattered? No. Do I get why it happened? Yes. I mean, I'm sure Tyner was great in practice or, or a great kid that they wanted to give a chance to, whatever the narrative is. But at, at the end of the day, it was a mistake. Uh, a couple of his fourth down decisions were questionable. A couple of his fake decisions were questionable. You know, you, you lose that many one-score games, things like that come back. You know, I mean, and as I was, you know, as I was making that Bowman video, as I'm making the Jeffers video now, I'm seeing the final scores of these games and just being like, Ugh, like what could have, like you said, I mean, you said too, there, there could have been yeah. several games that could have swung our way and I'm giving him a B minus instead of a D, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So I mean, uh, as much as big of a fan I, as I am of him and I think he's going to do well given the chance, uh, Year one was not good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, year one for a lot of head coaches aren't good. I mean, Matt Roll, you mentioned it earlier. When yeah, you started, he lost the Liberty. Lost the Liberty. I mean, you know, you're going to have those those moments. And uh, something you brought up earlier when we were just chatting was the embarrassing losses. Uh, or I guess there was no glaring. In, I mean, the OU game, but you were kind of expecting that. Yeah, right? there was nothing I mean, like... Other than OU, there was no game where you're like, well, we don't belong on the field with these yeah. guys. I mean, you you competed in every game despite the injuries, despite the quarterback uncertainty. Just, you, know, you, you showed up with a plan, and it got close to working, <laughs> which, again, you don't get points for close to mm. working, which is why I gave him a D. Um, but, you know, now we're past year one. Yeah. I don't want to think about it anymore. Um so off season wise, from so from the lap from the the second the clock ticked down in the Texas game to now, what grade are you giving him? And th- and this is all encompassing recruiting, program direction, it's everything. What grade are you giving? I'm giving I'm gonna give him a, a C. 
I won't give him a C plus this time. I think I'm going to pass him for year one. Yeah. Overall. Right. I think he gets by as in a senior in a classroom and the kid puts the effort in. <laughs> you know, he puts the effort in. Maybe he... Add some points. Uh, sprinkle some points around to yeah, make sure he passes. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, it wasn't a bad kid. He showed up. He did his job. <laughs> I think that's the big one where I'm doing it. He, I, and I'm going to continue that. I'm still speaking about the offseason because I, I think they did well in recruiting. I think they did really well. But... I didn't see any huge landings. I mean, and obviously, you know, I mean, Texas Tech, are they going to land the top recruit in the country? No. Yeah. But you also, you should win some of these recruiting battles. You shouldn't lose a recruit or a commit. Uh, you shouldn't have anybody flip. I mean, I get, you know, some of those things are out of their control. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, though. Yeah, ultimately, though, yeah, you think you did a good enough job to land them to keep them. Yeah. And I, I think they handled the this whole COVID thing well. Yeah. Because we obviously, this offseason is going to be talked about for almost every, I mean, literally every sports league is except uh, except Cornhole. Uh, <laughs> so you you kind of add just the wonky offseason. Yeah. And I give them a passing grade for that. I think they're doing okay. I think they're doing pretty okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of flipped here because uh, I, I was – you know, maybe a little meaner on the season, but I, I gave him a B minus for the yeah. off season. Um, I thought, and, you know, some of this is just dumb luck. Them being able to get that junior day in, mm-hmm. it was the Kentucky game. Yeah. Okay. I believe. Yes. Yes. So yes, the yes, end yes. of January, yes. they get that junior day in and have all of these kids on campus. I think every kid recruited or committed that's not a grad transfer or transfer has been on campus. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, we've always known. You get a kid to Lubbock, you have a huge shot in landing them. So them being able to get that junior day in, you know, that gets some points on his grade. Then being able to have a few spring ball practices even, that gets some points on his grade. Um, you know, just overall the brand of Texas Tech, I feel like, has grown. You know, and some of that is even... Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, which again, that's dumb luck, yeah. or not even luck at all. Uh, the whole Doug's coach, oh, Doug, awesome. you know, that. whatever that was, I'm still some not, old. Some old didn't understand. It. I <laughs> yeah. loved it. I hate it. I'm, I'm old. I must be because I didn't totally understand it really? either. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, I guess I understood it. I didn't get it. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I guess, but yeah. I mean, still. I felt like they used that to grow the brand, which at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do is grow the brand of Texas Tech football. Obviously, Um, on that point, we wear the Tech gear every now and again. Yeah. I know we're celebrities, but when somebody (laughs) like, you know, uh, Big Cat wears it for Barstool. Yeah. Some fans aren't fans of Barstool for their certain content. Yeah. They do. But yeah, it grows the brand. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, recruiting is what, it's just I hate recruiting. Like I or I hate I don't hate recruiting. I hate talking about recruiting to the extent of it doesn't it's a you know, they put a grade on it, they give you a numbers ranking, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Kansas State showed for years that Matt Campbell's doing it at Iowa State, mm-hmm. where if you get the right kids in, who knows what you're gonna be able to do with them in a couple of years. And so I I think we've seen some growth in the offers that the kids that we're bringing in have. I think they have better offers than a lot of Cliff's recruits did. Um, I think, you know, keeping Baron Morton, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able they to win him back. back. Um, you know, a couple of the defensive, uh, you know, the defensive linemen, you know, obviously we just had one decommit um, kind of out of the blue. But, um, you know, you have a balanced class that they – obviously have to add to mm-hmm. but it's july 
and who knows when this recruiting cycle is going to be over. Yeah. I would be shocked if there's a signing day in December. So, I mean, it may, who knows what's going to happen with, with recruiting. So, you know, for now it's a B minus with a lot of wiggle room left because again, it's not over yet. Yeah, I think adding on to that, we can kind of start as we record this. It is the, was the 22nd, right? Correct. Uh, yes. Wednesday, yes. 22nd, they're yes. back at practice officially. Yes. So uh, if everything's clear with COVID pandemic going straight forward, this is the first day that we can start going towards the, the future here. Yeah. Um, so got our first, so I gave for year one for C for the season, I gave him a D you gave him C plus, C plus. Mm-hmm. uh, for the off season, I gave him a B minus. You gave him a C, C. again. Yeah. Uh, so expectations for year two, uh, you know, we won't put a letter grade on this one because who knows? Yeah. Basically this almost comes out more of a pass fail. What is the thing that he has to achieve to, for him to pass in your mind? In my mind, bowl game. Okay. Looking at your home schedule, you got to win the majority of those. I yeah. mean, that's going to be tough because you have some tough guys coming in and we don't know what the non-conference is going to look like and all that jazz. But you got to reach bowl game. I think that's pretty standard. I think that's pretty well known. You got to get your six wins. And who knows? I say that now, but if he reaches that six win, I think I'll still be satisfied because who knows what the bowl season's going to look like. Yeah. Are they going to limit the bowl games this right. year? And if they do that, then, hey, we didn't reach another bowl game. And that's going to be really unfortunate. And uh, But obviously, normal normal season, expectations, bowl game, uh, offense, I need to see that click a lot more. Yeah. I think your defense, I, I have high expectations for the defense. I think their DBs are looking pretty dang good. The linebackers, I think the transfers are going to be huge. I think they're going to be way better than what we think they are uh, on the field production-wise. And I think your D line's in a good spot. I do want to see them. I do. If there's one group I want to see take an improvement, it's them. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because I mean, you just because you lose Broderick, yet you have Hutchings, you have Eli Howard coming back. Mm-hmm. You have all these. You have these studs. Tony, Tony Bradford. Bradford. You have Hutchings and Bradford are good. Like, so without need, qualification, good Big Twelve football players. And if you get them to that to that next level, if Keith Patterson and Coach Randolph get them to that next level, this. This team has a very good chance of surpassing a lot of expectations. I mean, for you, what, what are some of those? It's so hard because I would say bowl game. But it's like you said, how many games are we even going to play? Yeah. I know like today they talked about you know, the Big 12 and the SEC and the ACC still plan on playing a full schedule. So you know, we'll go off of that because uh, as, as of today, that's the plan. So, I mean, if something would have to have gone terribly wrong for them not to make a bowl game, in my opinion, I – I think they should have made one last year. Like a year. fumble, like a can't, like a <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, something freaky like that in a couple of games. But, I mean, because like I said, last year they were. I, I meant to go back and look at the point, but I mean they were like ten points from being in a bowl. Yeah, ten for total no, points, yeah. and that may even be it may be less than that. But I know it's not more than that. Um, you know, and so if if there if we need to start really evaluating, and I'm not the type of guy who says like fire. A coach after year two, especially at a place like yeah, a place <laughs> like Texas Tech. I don't think even unless you are just a hundred percent sure, like, and I mean sure as in you know he, you know, got caught in some kind of scandal. Yeah, that's the only thing I think you fire a coach after year two. I mean, we saw it with defensive coordinators. If you would have just stuck with one defensive coordinator, even an average defensive coordinator under Cliff, 
he'd probably still be the coach, mm-hmm. but recite just it's you, inconsistent. In yeah. The, the inconsistency you can't, I mean, it may kill a program like ours to get another head coach in here after just oh, a two yeah. year cycle. So I We're just ultimately cutting you off here. No. Yeah. You're just good to say ultimately fire Kirby. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. If we don't make a bowl game, that oh, can be yeah. that can be the Red Raiders sports. Like, we, we if gotta, any outsiders listen to this, this is a little inside joke. Yeah. Yes. Everybody just everybody everybody does it. They yes. Do. They yeah. say fire Kirby, fire yeah. Matt Wells, so, yeah. fire beer. Yeah. Like what? Fire Tadlock? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 if no. if yeah, to me, if, I need to see. I, I like you said. I need to see offensive improvement, but I think that will just happen. Offense always comes along slower than defenses so i mean the defense clicked sooner last year the the bowman thing it did not look good when and i said that in the video that i made it did not look great when he was in there but there were moments where you could see he was starting to figure it out but as much as everyone just sees oh well tech runs the spread under cliff they'll run the spread under yost it's not the same and so i think another year of bowman studying and Learning the offense will hopefully click. You got another year older with your receipt. Almost all of your weapons are back. Um, I think Sir Roderick is good again, like the Tony, like I said, with Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchings. Like he is a, without hesitation, he is a good Big 12 football player. Um, and so, I, I mean, I just think you improve some on offense, you you eliminate some of those slow starts where you're down to Iowa State 21 nothing. Yeah. You know, you're down to TCU similar, 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you eliminate some some of those games or, or even some of those slow starts. You win a couple of those games, and especially moving forward, you do. Um, but that's a good transition to – I talked about Bowman a little bit in the video that I made. And I didn't – when I made that video, I did not think – that it would cause as much controversy. And I guess the Columbia edition uh, added some. But, yeah, Henry, yeah. Uh, like, what, what are your expectations? For, like, we, Texas Tech runs out of the tunnel against whoever it is. Hope, I guess it's still technically UTEP as of now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's one game that hasn't changed. So Tech runs out of the tunnel. Who's taking snaps under Dawson Deaton? Bowman. I yeah. think Allen does. And I think, man, because I, I like Maverick MacGyver. Hey, Cool, cool name. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine that. I yeah. mean, and then, but I just think there's both just so injury prone. Where you think that Henry Columbia from Utah State coming in has a solid shot at at least being the backup. I yeah. mean, he has experience. He worked behind a former, uh, would now first round draft pick and Jordan Love over there at Utah State. But I think Bowman just has kind of just been the face of the program literally since the day they arrived on campus, yeah. Wells and Yost, yeah. at their at their press conference because that's the first day we were able to talk to Allen. Yeah. And the, usually it was the whole Kingsbury doesn't let freshmen talk. And that's a rule that a lot of coaches generally use unless you have an absolute stud yeah. like Jemias Ramsey, yeah. Jarrett Culver, or Zaire. I know Jarrett wasn't a, a freshman, but he was still an underclassman. And just... Um, I, I think it's Alan Bowman just based off of that and based off of you've kind of molded it around him a little bit. I mean, I saw him in practice the four days we were able to go. It was him and uh, Maverick splitting uh, splitting reps there, but the first one always up was Alan. Yeah. And you just kind of think it's going to be him. They both have reps with first teams, so that's nice to see. Maverick does too? Yes, Maverick does too. He did it in the spring, yeah. And, and he, that kid's accuracy is insane. Like Better than Bowman's? It's very, very talented. Very, yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was working on a basically had a leg and a half, I guess, or a leg and three Even three in quarters. the spring still? Yeah, he had yeah. the brace on. You yeah. tell it's come more comfortable, obviously. He was getting the reps in. Yeah. But he 
you know, obviously still have that setback. Allen still had his setback, though. Yeah. They both have setbacks. Yeah. But I still think it's Allen Bowman going to take the, the, the field. Kind of went on rant there, but going to your expectations, I think, when, well, when you think back, Wells came in and they said they were going to run the ball. Like you said, Sirotka's a stud. Yeah. I'm kind of expecting them to be, be a little bit more run heavy. Yeah. And I think you're not going to see these huge numbers from the Texas Tech quarterback, which might be a little different. Hopefully in year two, but I think in order to succeed, they might have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you see it, but I kind of want Allen to be good enough to be the guy. Let's not make him the the whole team, the whole offense is on your shoulders. Yeah, and you got to throw for 500 yards a game for five touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we might see that happen, but in the end, I think I would rather much have a balanced offense, and that's just me. But yeah. expectations get us get us to a ball game, get us there, and just don't really overdo it. Right. Yeah, my understanding is that when Bowman was in, Yost would call uh, basically two plays. And it was a run or a pass. And Bowman kind of got to decide based on defensive alignment or what he thought would work, Yeah, essentially. Um, and I think that may have been Clifton, Cliff called the plays. Like Bowman ran, went out there and ran what Cliff called. And so I think some of the stuff we saw – early on last season may have been a little bit of there was more responsibility on his shoulders Mm -hmm. um to not only you know run the offense but also in some cases decide what the offense is going to run which successful teams do that a lot i mean that's the whole rpo deal Mm -hmm. and 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 so i think bowman is capable of it but it is difficult to do that especially when you're not used to it it's a whole new system it's a whole new scheme you have a tight end which you know you didn't have that adds a whole that kind of changes the way the defenses align and so you kind of have to adjust to maybe having another guy in the box or that safety's creeping closer or that outside linebacker's closer than he usually is so it just takes a while to read and so I think that's where a lot of you know his struggles came from was um, just not being familiar with what's happening but I also think Bowman. I think it. I think if it's not Bowman, I I, I really think he got hurt again. I, I think it's his his job to lose, um, which could happen. I yeah. Maverick worries me. I, I mean, he's he hadn't played football in two years. Yeah, that's a that's a long time. Um, it wouldn't shock me if he if he red shirts. I mean, I don't know. I, that's that's kind of one of those deals. It he probably would be the next man, um, but. I, it wouldn't, I mean, I, what Columbia's tape, not, I wouldn't say shocked me, but I did not expect, maybe I came in with low expectations, and so I was surprised at what I saw because he can move. I mean, you, I showed you, or yeah. I had you look it up before we started. I mean, he takes some of those zone reads and outruns guys. You don't think he's, he, he's a, like, he disrupts some angles. Um, and so I think he's probably your backup. Yeah. You know, um, just because of his familiarity with the offense and his ability, which, like I said, is more than I expected. But I know there's, I mean, somebody even made the comment on the board that he's not a D, Division One quarterback. Okay, that's, that's, that's <laughs> a stretch, man. That's a stretch. I mean, I... I know we haven't seen a lot of, honestly, we haven't seen that much of him. Yeah. And I said that in the video. I, his freshman year couldn't have been a fluke. It just couldn't have been. He, yeah, no. And, you know, he has a very unorthodox throwing style. Um, but, I mean, look at the look at the guys in the NFL right now who are succeeding. Lamar Jackson, unorthodox throwing style. Mahomes, the most unorthodox. Aaron Rodgers, unorthodox. You know, like the list of these talented quarterbacks, 
you it, the more arm angles you can throw from uh the more you can you know deliver an accurate ball without your feet set perfectly uh that, that's only a good thing mm-hmm. um and so i think he has the arm talent to run this offense and run it effectively it just comes back to how can you stay healthy mm-hmm. and are those injuries which were catastrophic like life-threatening the long one yeah yeah and even that i mean his shoulder injury was pretty bad you know can can you play football and get those out of your mind you know like it's very if you go into a game thinking about well the last time i did this i punctured my lung you're gonna be a little weird you're gonna be a little yeah tense about maybe had, making that move and making yes. that taking that ball upfield. That's my biggest concern. Uh, he has the talent to do it. I think he has the leadership abilities to do it. For sure. He has the brain to do it. Even in the NFL, we see yeah. him kind of needs a bubble wrap or something. Right? Yeah. And that's saying, I mean, these tech quarterbacks can't stay. Uh, obviously, and, they want better protection, but also... Well, that's what I was about to say. You brought up the, the O-line, and I know everyone, Farmer is public enemy number one, the tech O-line coach, because he's not getting offers out there. But the improvement from when we saw Bowman to Jets days as quarterback, it's like it's night and day. Uh, the offensive line improved a ton from the Arizona game to the Oklahoma State game, which was probably their best game of the year. And I think that also had an effect on how good Jet looked. I think if Bowman's, if, if the O-line would have figured out kind of the ins and outs of this offense a little sooner and maybe Bowman not get hurt, you know, maybe we see a better Bowman as things go on. I mean, obviously, hypotheticals, we don't know. Yeah. But I expect the O-line to be better this year than last year. And I know you lose Steele and I know you lose Bruffy. But I, I yeah, I just expect all, so much of playing offensive line is knowing the scheme and just having another year in the scheme can only help. Um, so you got any more thoughts on the quarterback situation? No, I think you touched on everything there. I think I, I agree with almost all that. I think you're a lot of this play is going back on protection too. We've been Bowman's was I think the first one was a scrambling issue, wasn't it, in the red zone? Well, Cliff called a quarterback run. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then towards against the OU, yeah. yes. And that's not going to end well against the I'm, I That was before I was on staff. Is that maybe not Kenneth Murray? I don't think about it. I don't even. It remember. might have been. I mean, imagine yes. that. Though. I mean, you're going up against. All guy. I know is I got on the internet and argued with people <laughs> on the board after that. I I do know that. Uh, but yeah, I. It's like like you were saying. I mean, you you fix the you fix some of the old line stuff. Uh, you know, Bowen should be the guy. I mean, it's as simple as that. He's he's shown he's capable. Just got to do it. All right, enough football talk. We're a basketball school now. I think. All right. Well, it's summer, so are we a baseball school? We're spring spring sports. Spring sports. You know how they've been rolling. Yes, basketball, all right. baseball. All right. Yeah. Either way, enough talking about football. We'll move on to basketball. Um, you know, now that the Kaminga saga is over, uh, which seems like it drug out for longer than this coronavirus pandemic has been going. You know, he did not choose the Red Raiders. He is going to play professionally. So, Len, and honestly, at this point, it doesn't look like his brother in Topway will, will be on the team either. Well, we can just assume that as of now. I yeah. don't know. What, what, what's the safer assumption there? I mean, I think... At one point in time, we all thought, oh, my God, we're going to have a brother duo. We're going to have a tandem. We're going to, you know, this is what you want. Yeah. You know, there's been, what is it? I 
literally forgetting blanking on their names at the I think Kentucky had a pair. Memphis has had a pair of brothers. Well, the, the Morris twins the in Morris Kansas. Twins, Marquee there you go. Marcus. Yes. And you're kind of just like excited. You're yeah. like, let's get going. They're not the same last name, obviously, but yeah. they're related. And you're like, they're going to be Red Raiders. And then you're like, okay, well, Kaminga has this option now. Okay, well, I guess Joel's not really feeling it. Right. And then you might not have either. But I think the whole mantra of recruiting never stops shows itself here right you got marcus santos silva coming in uh no mac mcclung he's coming they're well actually not to say they're coming they're here right they're in town they're practicing that that's why i thought let's go off the assumption of the guys who are in lubbock for that yeah. first practice which would not include joel and tomboy and it was just so funny to me to see during this whole sag, uh, saga here with kaminga one percent chance he's coming, and it's like Dumb and Dumber, where Lloyd's like, <laughs> "So you're saying there's a chance?" No, not didn't not, even like, like come somebody on. even. I mean, it, random person put in a future cast for Tech, and yeah, it like it made was, the local news. There you go. <laughs> oh, so and so, John Smith says he's coming. He has to be coming. Right. right. No, that's yeah. not how it works. Right. I mean, you're dealing with how old eighteen year old kids, who has professional opportunities, He's making more than me and you and I all mean, the Red Raiders sports combined. And I would have probably went and played like in Croatia or Greece, go overseas. Yeah, like taking the landscape. Yeah, that sounds great. Heck, even New Zealand. Let's go oh, over yeah. there. But then again, I'm not a professional basketball player, yeah, so I don't take. Options. Yeah, I don't, I've never had these options, so yeah. I can't give advice on these options. But beside the point. This basketball team, mm-hmm. as it is currently constructed, what what should we what do we think about it? Final we, four. Final four. There you <laughs> go. Know, Without missing a beat, all final four. I mean, there's you got your hotel it. booked. Where even is it going to be? Is it gonna, well, it's in Atlanta. I know. Is, is it still I, Atlanta? I honestly. We researched for this thing, but you know, we also have <laughs> this. I mean, with coronavirus, and it sounds like we're. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't every even know. single thing with well, with coronavirus. Does Atlanta get a do over? I don't even know. I, I will say, doing that Santos Silva video while you're looking that up. Yeah. Doing that Santos Silva video that I posted on the site. Uh, I am I'm excited for these transfers that came in. I think he's going to provide an element of toughness and rebounding that we just didn't have last year. Um, I think he fits in perfectly with what Beard wants and what Beard is looking for in a player. Um, Lucas Oil. That's where it is. So Indianapolis. So Atlanta doesn't get a do-over. I want to go to Indiana. Sure. You know? I mean, Minneapolis was fun. That's yeah, another I, Apolis. I was telling you that. I missed that earlier. Yeah. And that's, I, because going in, my, one of my best friends got engaged. Uh, we stay at this planned bachelor uh, party for Denver. I see the weekend. Like, let's do it. You right. know, There's no go. way Tech's gonna be playing that weekend. Yeah, you, you know, like, they're making tournament boys. Like, I'll be there for that. Right. I'll be there. And then you know, it gets closer. I'm on the phone with them. Like, you know, I'm your best man. I'm not gonna miss this trip. But we gotta watch the game. Right. So we went, and obviously they're all Red Raiders too. So oh, they were just good. like, let's let's do it. Like, we found an alumni association, a little get together at a bar. There, it's kind of crazy. It's first floor of the bar. When they had a first floor of the basement, and I think they had like a rooftop deal. Yeah, but. First floor, and you walk in, green, green and white, Michigan State. This is oh, Michigan State. Oh, okay, right? yeah. So it's just all of that everywhere. Yeah. And then you go down to the basement, it's just red and black everywhere. They put us in the basement. In the, and it's Bastards. Hot, hot as hell. Yeah. And there's no AC, but there's waitresses running around with food. At one point, they came up to us like, hey, the, the, they forgot your order. Not dogging the place, but like, because it was busy. Obviously, yeah. Final Four in Denver. It was busy. They forgot our food, quotes, quote, uh, quote, unquote. Then, like, 
tip off comes, we're like, dang, you know, we really could use some food. And she's like, hey, the cooks made this extra food. If y'all want it, we're like, sure. She brings it out. It's literally what we ordered, and we're just kind of like, whatever, we'll take it. Yes. And then you get to it, and you beat you beat Michigan State. Yeah. And you're just like, holy crap, this mm-hmm. team is legit. This team is good. And you say that after every single win. Right. And I think that's something that Beard kind of built around the expectations thing, where we're you're. I know you were getting at before I cut you off. So no, you're four. Good. Yeah. But I'm. I have high expectations for this team there, and it's kind of weird being it's transitioning from a Tubby Smith where, oh, we get Zach Smith for four years, this is gonna be great. Yeah, Mac Jones here, he's gonna leave, yeah. or I don't know, he might not. But I'm just throwing a new name, Marcus. If, so, if the season goes as it should, he probably will. Should be leaving. Yeah, he is right here. He's gone. Yeah, and it's and I know the I've talked to a lot of Red Raiders. You probably do too. There's always that family thing with Red Raiders, and yeah. it's like, but we want to grow and see them play. For three That's years. That's not big-time basketball. It's not good-time basketball. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, I I honestly, I, I think I'm going to like this team more. Okay. Like, last year's team frustrated me to no end. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, sure. the inability to close, which to me is, like, just not a beard thing. Like, yeah. And I think it was because they were putting a lot of that closing on Jemias, a true freshman. And even in the world of one-and-dones, true freshman – I mean, we saw it with the year Duke had Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish. I mean, they didn't. They made it to what? Loaded. Yeah, and, and they and, made it to and the Sweet Sixteen, Elite yeah. Eight, because they didn't have even with Zion. They didn't have. I think they lost to uh, maybe Carson Edwards and Purdue. Was it Purdue or something? I think was it not Zags? They might know. See, this is. This is, see, Taylor, this is the sort of stuff that we need to know for the people. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to bring up no, uh, Duke's version. Elite, okay, so Elite 8. Okay. Elite 8. Let's see. They just, wait, just kidding. Never mind. I am right. This is Trey Jones, RJ Barrett, Cameron, yeah, 2015. Yeah. 29, 29, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schedule and results. They lost to Gonzaga in the regular season, 87 89. Yes. They beat us. But I remember that game, we were basically beating them the whole game, and then yeah. they kind of took over. Right. Uh, they lost to Syracuse that year, and then we get to the tournament at Michigan State. Okay, so... The tournament the, by one point. Right, that's what I was... Okay, I got... I was thinking Carson Edwards, but it was Cassius... Cassius Winston. Uh, uh, yes. Cassius Winston. I was going to say Cassius Clay. Oh, yeah. I was going to do kind of guy this year, I think Cassius Stanley. But anyway, so Cassius Winston, a, a guy who is a multi-year starter at Michigan State, give the ball to him in crunch time, he's going to get you a bucket. And that was the demise of that extremely talented yet young team. And I think that is what killed Beard's team last year was Jemias is our guy in, in crunch time. Well, Jemias, for as talented and as good as he is, couldn't carry that load all the time. And Davide, as good and as talented as he was, isn't necessarily that guy either. I would have expected it to be Kyler, but he was so hot and cold throughout the season that it ended up, you know, not not working out the way I would have expected. But all that to say, I'm excited to watch this team, this new iteration of the of Beard team. Beard being the coach, your baseline is win a game in the tournament. I mean, that is like your baseline expectation, which is crazy. And it's awesome. Um, and I want to stretch and see you in the first two. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it's like you want to get to the point where 
you have like you know an upset like you know you're big time oh, when man, you get upset at the tournament but hurt. you know like it happens it happens oh, to everybody man. yeah it does. but like that's when you know you're big time is when you know I don't, uh, it's nice northern illinois yeah. is 13 yeah. seed knocking you off or something it's like nice that. to have that feeling in a weird way right like dang it like yeah we just it, it sucks because because at one point you were like let's just get there Right. Like yeah. Saying, so. so, that's a long way to say. I, I'm excited. I think this team is good. I think Marcus Sanchez Silva is, I think he's going to be a fan favorite. I think he's going to be a Tariq Owens level okay. fan favorite. Okay. Which, and I hate everybody on the board whenever we offer a big man as help Tariq Owens start a kit. We'll never have another Tariq Owens. No. I'll say that right now. Um, but the idea that we could have a guy who gives us 85% of that, maybe, you know, Add him to McClung, who is just a freak athlete. Um, and I, I mean, I really I, like whether Burton plays or not. I really like his game, what I've looked at. Um, and then you obviously you have your Kyler, yeah. you know, and um, you're, I mean, I'm excited about Tyreek Smith, Naldoni. I mean, I just think this team is full of guys I want to watch play basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I want to watch them play basketball deep into March. And those are my expectations. Yeah. Like I have like a sweet 16 expectation. Um, and then in anything on top of that to me is gravy. And maybe I'm not setting my sights high enough, but that's where I'm at. I think Ogbo is going to be. That's he's the forgotten yeah. one. Everybody yes. forgets about him. But if if he can shoot as well as Level was saying in those tid or the spitballing, yeah. I mean, that's a game changer because we haven't had anybody who can just stroke it from yeah. three. He, I mean, he's a guy that here's a guy, <laughs> but no, here's a guy who can sneak into starter rotation. Yeah, pretty easy. If Marco Marcus isn't doing as hot or. And who's your power forward? I mean, I guess yeah. that's I guess that's or they obviously positional is basketball who's right. forward. Yeah, I mean it could be uh, Niwe. Yeah, uh, could be could be Ogbo. Could be anybody. I mean you just yeah. don't know. And uh, I think Kevin McCuller, Ogbo, are two bench dudes from the from the beginning at least from the tip off maybe that could. I think McCuller has more of a shot, but getting into that starting rotation, getting in there, getting those minutes, and just kind of developing, and then. I think a lot of the time with Beard's teams is from what we've seen so far is we'll we'll see a change. They'll make any change. He said in another podcast before that he'll make any change as long as it helps them win. Once conference play comes around, that's a different animal. It's a different beast. You're in the best league in the entire nation, and you're going up against the Kansases and even the Oklahomas who can surprise you every now and again. You know, and once he kind of sees how conference play is gonna gonna rise and fall, if your best matchup and your best possibility to win is gonna be Ogbo out there, who's standing there. Oh, I just looked it up. He's six seven. Okay, okay. He's listed so, as a power forward on rivals. Okay, so I mean, I always thought he was taller. But, but I mean, if he's six seven with at oh, least gold, gold, gold oh, yeah. too. But I mean, I'm thinking you put, you put yeah. Ogbo on wings. I mean, yeah, like yeah, okay. You guys who you know give you or like if if you're going up against a guard who is just dominating. What I've seen of Ogba, he's got the wingspan and guard. the foot and the foot speed to all right. You know, I'm thinking of Devonte Graham. Okay, obviously yeah. he's in the NBA now, but a guy like Devonte Graham, who would have had a guy like Ogba who is six seven with that wingspan and also could move the way he does. Yeah, I think from what I've seen, I just always thought he was a big player. Like, yeah. Obviously, I'm not six seven, so he's right. a he's a little foot taller than me almost. Yeah, but uh, I always thought he was more of a like the right, like we have him listed as a power forward. Right. We'll see how he is. Maybe you can play a 
small kind of tall ball with those guys and not really have a towering figure out there. Yeah, like he can like play Golden, five. Because yeah. Golden's, like, Golden's like seven something. They say he's seven foot something. Yeah, I think so. on the spitballing level said he may not be quite seven one, yeah. but he's close. He's listed as seven on the site and he's on the tech side, I believe. But yeah, he's close to, he's probably your tallest player if, yeah. I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I expect McCuller, Ogbo, and kind of you can throw darts and kind of say this is your starting five and you can land on every name and kind of be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And like, that's the thing with this team and that's why I have such high expectations. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so speaking of basketball, mm-hmm. both of us big NBA guys. Yes. Go Mavs. Um, Go Mavs. That's right. Both of them big Mavs guys. Um, we got our first scrimmages today. Awesome. Which, to me, this whole time with the NBA bubble, if I just knew if we could get to this point where we were playing... Now, they don't not count yet, but they are real competitive one team versus another team basketball. If we could get to this point with no positive test, I figured we're in business. And, and it looks have, like we are. They yeah. have. I mean, they're cracking down on people trying to pick up Uber deliveries. You know, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. They're, they're taking this thing seriously, which the NBA has handled so far. I believe the best out of yeah. all the leagues. Definitely. They're doing really great. Obviously, I think NASCAR has an upper upper hand on how they handle things. NASCAR, golf, these sports where you don't have to be yeah. here, people bowling. Yeah. When you're talking contact and you're talking, you're bringing in two teams to play each other, be close to close, face to face. Yeah. They're handling very well, and it's awesome to see just the sport back and people are tuning in and. Yeah. Bowl, bowl. I mean, how we were kind of chattering with <laughs> yeah. that guy. Ooh, man. I was, they started, the Nuggets started Jokic at center Jokic, today. Yeah. Or, or point, point guard, yeah. sorry. Point he guard. should be starting at center. He should yes. be at center. And then you got starting at point guard. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's exhibition. So once we'll see, Yeah. you know, once we get rolling into the really deep end of this and see yeah. how it kind of goes. I love it. It's like NBA 2K's My Park. Yeah. Where they have the barbershop set up outside and yeah. kind of just have everything well, there. Yeah. It's, cool. it's a cool thing. I've it's loved cool. all, all the Mavericks content. Like, they're playing oh, they're spike awesome. ball, pickleball, mm-hmm. like... Lucas, trick doing, shots. Yeah, trick shots, like, fishing. It's like, they're like going to camp. They're going to a basketball yeah, camp. It, like, it just seems fun. Awesome. Like, it may not be fun in a month, but yeah, right yeah. now, it seems fun. From what they've been dealing with and what the world's been dealing with. They're in the safest place. Like they, they call they, Disney World the happiest place on earth. Right now, it's the safest place. Safest place on for earth. them. And they're handling it very, was, very well. I was listening to the uh, Rosillo podcast, and he had um, somebody on there who has been in the bubble since the end of June. Okay. And like she was one of the first reporters there, and she said like it is extremely strict. Like you don't have, you don't get within forget six feet you don't get within 10 feet of a player unless that player comes up to you i mean it's they have the nba has guys walking around like mask police like if they have a snitch line well they do have a snitch line but like even like she said that if a coach is like not coaching and has his mask not on his face that they'll go around and say is now a time where you can have your mask on? I mean, like, they are. I know. But, I mean, it's worked. So, I'm not, I mean, as long as we get to see Luca play basketball, I'll be happy. Which, speaking of the Mavs, what are your, you know, this has been a very expectation-heavy podcast, but what do you, what do they they have? Sleeper. Sleeper. A lot of people have said that. Who's missing? I guess you're missing, um, uh, Brunson, Powell. Brunson. Yes. Willie Colley Stein, who Willie wasn't Cole really Stein. playing yeah. anyway. Uh, Other than, I mean, I think. That, well, Courtney Lee. Courtney he, Lee. He apparently had some, like, serious calf of, okay. injury. Yeah, now I'm kind of. Now you're saying all this. <laughs> they only have 12 playable guys in the bubble right now. 
because they took yeah they took Powell <laughs> even though he's injured they took Brunson even though he's injured they took Lee even though he's injured so yeah, they ain't no problem. we're all good uh, <laughs> Luca Kristaps I mean. I love Tim Hardaway. I love yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been good this year. Dorian Finney-Smith, I love him. Yeah. Boban's awesome. Boban <laughs> yes. is so great and on and off the court. I just think they're a good team to be like, hey, you know what? Why not? Why not us? Yeah. I mean, they have the number one offense in league history. Yeah. So, I mean, it just comes down to, you know, defensively, I don't think they have enough wings. Like, if they end up, if, you know, as the season stands right now, they're in the seventh seed playing the Clippers. If they aren't able to win a couple of these games in the restart and pass somebody, I mean, I think it's a gentleman sweep. Clippers are beating them 4 1. Yeah. I think yeah. every game Clippers. is competitive, but I mean, they can throw Kawhi Luka. Yeah. They can throw, um, Paul obviously, Paul George. But I mean, not only that, they, I think they, they the traded Lewis, for too. Mark, uh, one they, of the Morris twins. Yes. We talked about them already. Traded for one of the Morris twins. They have uh, Jamichael Green. They just have all these long, athletic guys that they can throw at Luka. Um, Chris Beardman and Mark Adams, that team's not losing. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just saying. But on the same topic, though, I mean, I don't follow Houston. I want to give, I say, love <laughs> kind of, you know, kind yes. of intent. Because I'm not a big Houston guy. Yeah. But even though I'm not from Dallas either, but I just love Dallas. I've always gone there and lived there. Love that place. I'm yeah. friends there. Family. I'm from there, yeah. You're from there. Yeah. You know, just associate more with them. But the Houston yeah. side of things, I mean, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, you think you could trust those guys with just about – I wouldn't trust job. James Harden in the playoffs. Exactly. He has not had a exactly. like, good run of things. He, but this rest is going to be as good – he always seems like he runs out of gas. Well, now he's had – He goes 125 miles an hour. Now right? he's had a, an off season basically, to get ready for the playoffs. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, I think that they, I think they are. I mean, it all just comes down to how they shoot, because you know they're going to shoot seventy threes if they make decent percentage of them. They can beat anybody. Like I don't, I really, I don't think the Mavericks can beat the Clippers in a seven game series. I don't think they can beat the Lakers in a seven game series. If the, I think the Rockets can. It's just a matter of. It just comes down to. How well are they going to shoot? If they're going to miss 27 in a row like they did against the Warriors a couple years ago, you know, obviously they're, they're not going to win. But if, if if they can get hot for four games and James Harden's an MVP candidate, MVP winner, and, you know, they go that super small ball where P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington are their big men. I mean, you know, it's just so weird. And then you got the then you got the Spurs that are just kind of trying. They're one of the teams that are trying to fight. To go to the playoffs. They are waste. They are taking up. They are wasted uh, space in the bubble. To me, back to a good point that you brought up, and uh, I know we've been going for a while, and I kind of think this may, might be what we want to do with the podcast. But yeah. episode one, we'll see how this goes. But Steve Hawkins, former coach of Western uh, Michigan, uh, Western Michigan University, had a podcast with Coach Beard, and uh, Beard shared a story. I don't know if you listened to it. But Beard shared a story story in that podcast about. How he was sitting next to Coach K. I can't if I remember correctly. It was like a golf thing that all the coaches go to, or some kind of. It was an event where there was other coaches there. He said the seating assignment is random. Mm-hmm. He didn't know this anybody goes. He's like, oh shit, Coach K. Yeah, you know that's awesome. He sits there. He says he turns to Linda. Doesn't really do this because knowing Coach Beard too. He's you know I, he he chooses his friends very wisely. Obviously, Coach K is probably one of his good friends, or he's a powerful associate. Mm-hmm. So he sat by him. Said, Coach, I have to ask you. How did, this is the first time he brought it up post Virginia. Hmm. He says, You know, how do you kind of get over that? You know, and he <laughs> yeah. says, He looks at it, he's like, Well, Chris, 
do you think you're the better? Like, do you think you, out of a series, a seven game series, how do you think the result will be? He's mm-hmm. like, All right, coach. Like I get it. I get yeah. what you're saying. You know, he's like, you just got you got handed one. Yeah. Whatever. Obviously, whatever. As in, Coach K has lost his perspective. He's also won his, so he could say, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. But their end goal is obviously to win, and he kind of just says, you push it back, you move move on, you yeah, know, you go forward, and you go with what you got. And, I thought that was awesome, though, going back to that seven-game series with yeah. the Mavs and the Clippers and stuff. And, oh, yeah, I mean, and that's just one of the biggest differences is, I mean, um, yeah, the Mavs could, if you know, a lot of the ideas being thrown around before they did the bubble thing was like, well, let's just do like a March Madness-style tournament. Uh, yeah, I would have given the Mavs a chance oh, yeah. to beat teams one time. Because X team is going to beat X team. Right. Carve your way. Yeah, easy. but seven-game series... The, the best, best team wins. Best team Unless wins. it's 2006 and Dwayne Wade gets every call. Yeah, but other than yeah. that, yeah. every team, I mean, every seven-game series, the best team typically wins. Um, Agenda, real quick, on yes. this. I know we, we're we doing this podcast. We have, obviously, we have topics that we write down, we talk about. I wanted to discuss for a brief minute or two. We talked about this off, off cam. This is kind of unscripted a little bit. All right. I mentioned it to you earlier. Top geographical songs. Or why don't you give, why don't you give a definition of what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was like, like, a, like one of those songs where you learn the 50 states. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's clarify. Okay. So you got a song. X song is Take Me Home Country Roads. It's about Virginia. Right. Okay. You got New York, New York. You mm-hmm. got Empire State of Mind, not in the uh, title, but Jay Z right. and uh, Alicia Keys. Oh, the no, Empire New York. State. Yeah, yeah. Which I always like that play over. It's Empire State. Yeah, of mind. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yes. awesome. Good song. So, yes. what would, like, well, and you can, you probably could include a patriotic song or something like um, This Land is Your Land right. or something. But I was just sitting there and listening to Take Me Home Country, and that song slaps. Yeah. That song is good. And John Denver, obviously, he's not about Texas, but. You know, but then I also thought about, you know, some, I don't know if you're a big country guy. Yeah. You still get to know each other a little bit. Terry Allen with Amarillo Highway. Yeah. Amarillo by Morning. Right, of course. Uh, I'm probably missing a huge Texas song, so hopefully nobody really bashes me on this. <laughs> I mean, there's, but we what, can what spend the rest of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? I, this, this may be weird, but I love Jim Croce. I don't even know if you know who Jim Croce is. Okay. He's got, he's got a couple, he's got. New York State of Mind, okay. and he's got Welcome Back to Georgia. Okay. And so, so just when you say, like, geographical songs, those are the first two that really come to my mind. Um, but that is, it is something that I feel like Texas does have an incredible amount. Like, we could just, we could spend here for hours just thinking about all the songs. Luke and Bach, Texas. There we go. I mean, Josh Abbott has that song that's like, just lists all the things to do in Texas. Um but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, people, people are going to be listening to this. Are going to be screaming. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're forgetting you're, this. You're forgetting this. Yeah, like Hotel California. Like that's yeah. a great one. That's a great song. But. I know that the in, the Panhandlers. The they Panhandlers are all West Texas guys. Yeah, and so, so they, they have, have like West, West Texas, Texas in my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panhandle or, or West, West Texas, Texas girl. I mean, they you know they've got some good songs like that. I also think California. Like you can't make a song about Washington in <laughs> Oregon. Like there probably is, but there, there's, there's a good song, song called Portland, Maine, which is it's not on you. Why, like Rhode Island? Like who wants to make a song about Oklahoma? Yes. I, I, I like cross Canadian, but I mean Louisiana. I mean I'm just naming all these states. Texas is perfect. 
California is on the borderline with me because California Girls by Katy Perry. <laughs> That's it's not where catchy. I thought you were going it's with that. Yeah, the curveball. It's catchy. Yes. But it's not the best. But then you got, um, like I said, Hotel California. Then you got California Love. Oh, yeah. Tupac. And like they have some bangers, but then they also have some songs that's like, why? Yeah. yeah. No, there's a uh, I Am California. Uh, I don't even know how you say the guy's name. I just heard it on Spotify. And Florida I've... has T Pain and Flow Rider. <laughs> not T Pain, excuse me. Flow Rider and probably Pitbull. Like, yes. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. You know, they can keep Florida. But for all yeah, it's just a thought I had Taylor. Just yeah, just yeah. Thought. I was really into it. I was it, really trying to think of some songs. It, it does, does add, add, I mean, a lot. If you write a song about Lubbock, 90% of people in Lubbock are probably going to be in on it. Like, you're, you're just oh, like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well. You know, like, I have family in Idaloo. And, you know, Josh Abbott wrote that Idaloo song, and I'm pretty sure it's my grandma's ringtone because she lives out there. So, I mean, like, you've got a built-in market if you're going to really... If you go for a city, you're going to take <laughs> yeah. that city over. Yes, Unless definitely. you're absolutely bashing the city, which I can't think of anymore. Maybe it's the next topic. <laughs> yeah, uh, American Aquarium, they have a song called Wichita Falls, and we saw them, you know, in concert once. And, and I, you know, the song doesn't necessarily bash Wichita Falls, but I, he got up there, and before he saying and he was like this song is about the worst town in the entire <laughs> united states and then boom goes into wichita falls that's yeah. funny so i like i said i don't know if you you can tell by the song but i've seen them once i hope he breaks your heart's fantastic yes. anybody has a regular sports team with a broken heart go listen to the american aquarium yes. yeah that song's favorite. great yeah uh, my favorite metal one of my favorite metal bands is white chapel they're from tennessee yeah. they rock the whole saws the wall because of flag and, <laughs> but they're awesome they're a good tennessee band you never think tennessee metal but they're fantastic yes, good music but, there. Uh, yeah thanks for having that conversation with oh me. yeah, yeah that's great so last last thing there's been a lot of talk about recent you know we lost two games mm-hmm. arizona. Lost arizona back to football mm-hmm. yes. arizona alabama state alabama i kept wanting to say western alabama oh. for some reason yeah so there's been talks of replacing those games mm-hmm. with I mean, people on this side have listed all kinds of potential matchups based on schedules. Um, ideally, what do those two games look like for you? Ideally, you want my first, just who I want to see. Just like, like if, if you're Kirby and, and they say, like, you get your pick of any of these teams, they're going to agree. Okay. Realistically, I'm going to go and say Utah State or BYU. Okay. Utah State's kind of obvious why. I think, unlike UNLV with Coach Beard, you, the Wells took that team to, I don't know how many X amount of conference uh, championships. Mm-hmm. Me. But then they also left on good terms, and he left to a promotion. Yeah, I think they would easily say, sure, yeah. we'll go down there, do this. But I don't, also don't know what their schedule looks like. Right. But they would be a team that I'd watch out for. A New Mexico team. Yeah. I think the Lobos, maybe. Yeah. Um, their governor today told them, ask them not to play. Fall sports. Oh wow! Okay. So maybe never mind. But I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know how much how far yeah. that goes. I just saw yeah, the yeah. the I read the story, and that that's going to be a big play in it too. And the other one I think is I think I might have said it, but BYU is yeah. I think I, just, I think that's an upgrade from yeah. Arizona. BYU saw a solid group of five team. Yeah, no, I, that's those are those are good choices for me. I'm going one guaranteed win. Okay. So you know, whoever that is. I've seen people on the board say Portland State or bring them on. Yeah, New Mexico State even or go just, off that. Do you, what about what do you think about bringing in a like a scrub team? From, I mean, I think they stay in state. 
Right. So who would you say? And a guaranteed win in state. I mean, I mean, any anybody you played, five, right? Anybody you've played recently? Like yeah, like Sam, Sam Houston. Houston uh, who, who else? Rice. Right. Yeah. I mean, just anything like that. And then for that second game, I'm going a And M. It works. Let's meet somewhere in the middle. I, I don't care where we meet. Probably not going to have fans anyway. Yeah. I know we both want home games, but I mean. It's, why not? That was I was, that was on my tongue too. I just think somehow they would screw that up with Texas. A&M. Oh, A&M won't play. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's. But this is me. I get yes. to pick. Okay, so yeah. I'm picking them. Maybe it's because I just moved. I spent three years in Bryan. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Yeah, and but, so uh, I'm out. You know, I, heck, being a coach down there, I got to go to some of their practices. We would compete. I mean, I've seen people on the board say that all oh, they would destroy us. Why would we want that? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it'd be a good game. And, you know, it would be one that would bring national attention. And we mm-hmm. talked about Wells earlier doing good things for the brand. That's something that would be big for the brand. So. 2020 is such a crazy year to where you could just say, why not? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's Heck, it, get the people what they want. To me, I mean, you go into it scared thinking, oh, they're going to beat us. What's going to be the harm in that besides having to, a couple a couple days of your coworkers maybe giving you hell about it? But if you go in and win that, that may help. With recruiting, and for a couple of years, I mean, like again, it's it's a brand thing. I mean, I don't. Uh, to me, the positives for us far outweigh the, the negatives. negatives. Uh, throwing one out there again for a wrap up: Mississippi State, Mike Leach. That I think there may be too much baggage there. Because <laughs> I, I, I think on paper you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That would be a good game. They're not a top SEC team. No, they're. It's probably in the same boat. I mean, you know, yeah. they're in the same category yeah. as us. But I, then you look at it, oh, Mike, will Mike want to do that? I don't think I would log onto the board for a month. <laughs> oh, the board if we lost, If oh, we man. lost to Mike Leach. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I don't think See, I would. See, then that's a bad PR move. Like, yeah, yes. that. yeah, I mean, there's a, how many times does he go after, you know, us on Twitter? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I think the wounds, time, time has not healed this wound. Especially yet. if he said, boys, load up, we're headed to <laughs> I mean, there's okay, and then they just fired up. Yeah, let's go, to I just, let's go, coach. There's like, way too much baggage and old wounds there. That's, uh, yeah, I don't think I could handle that. That one, that one to me, it wouldn't even be worth the win. Like I don't, I don't even think it would be worth it because the the chance of a loss. But, well, all right, man. I appreciate you joining me. This, yeah, this like sure. I said, we'll be back next week. Um, I'm excited, merely excited. Yeah, I mean, um, we will be talk. Like I said, there's not. There's a lot of tech sports going on right now, but hope I mean things change so rapidly in the in this coronavirus age time that we're in now. So yeah. maybe by next week we'll have some clarification on what the season's going to look like, and uh, we can talk about things that have been going on on the site. And <clears throat> I'll have my Jeffers video finished by then, so we can talk about him and the linebacking core. And what else? We're going off. Uh, well, speaking of first-time listeners, thanks for listening, especially for because I know traditionally at Red Sports we like to keep these things kind of shorter. Yeah, a little bit. I know some things extend like thirty minutes and stuff. You Hopefully can listen this to this at half, two times speed if you really want. Yeah, to. Yeah, if you really want to, you know, we're going hundred miles an hour. But this is something that I think we both might want. You know, if you're sitting at an office, like I have, a, I have a day job. Um, you know, you're about to hit, hit up grad school. Yeah, get going. This is something you can put on, listen to, hopefully, and uh, have fun with it, like we did, yep. and uh, talk talk tech sports. And I think that's something that we could really, really hit on. And obviously, we're both. Um, reachable you can reach reach out to us 
on the site and on, yep. on Twitter as well. We DM us, slide and slide in, <laughs> you know, like Josh Young. Right He's doing well. Yes, that. yes. But uh, but yeah, Taylor. No, I love. Thank you for letting me do this with you. As well. Oh yeah, no, it's been great. All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to the first episode of From Here It's Potable. We'll see y'all next week. Take me back to Petersburg and down by the Green River. Where